Week 6 NFL Recap Episode. Bobby and Matt, I'm here with the Extra Point. Let's do this. Bobby, how you doing? Doing good, guys. How you guys doing? Doing good, Matt. What's up? Solid. Solid. Yeah, let's free- Let's just jump right into it, man. We got a lot to cover, a lot of games to go over, so we'll go ahead and start with the 1 o'clock game, the rescheduled game, Denver at New England. Denver pulling off the win, 18 to 12, moving to two and three on the season. New England falling to two on the on the season, two and three, being under 500 for the first time since 2002 after Week Five. So, I mean, first thing striking out to me in this game is obviously the low score, the fact that the Broncos were able to win with just McManus kicking the ball, even with lockback, he didn't do a whole lot. He was 10 for 24 with 189 yards and two picks. Phil Lindsay back in back from his injury and taking over for Melvin Gordon goes 23 rushes for 101 yards, so a healthy 4.4 rushing average, which is what we were typical to seeing from Philip Lindsay prior to him being injured. Other than that, not a really a whole lot to uh, to cover on this one, other than the fact that just New England did not look right. They did not look good. They didn't look like they had extra time to prepare for this game, which they definitely did. Um, Cam Newton gets 76 rushing yards on the ground, but 17 for 25, uh, 157 yards, and two picks as well. So turnover is the big story of this one. Matt, go ahead. Uh, anything you want to jump in and say about this one? Uh, man, uh, yeah, just disappointing for, for New England. Uh had plenty of time to prepare. I mean, the, the the main thing is, yeah, I'm sure Cam Newton didn't have his timing down like like he should have. I mean, it's been what two or three weeks since he's played, so right. I can understandably see him having this game happen. But too good. He played extremely bad, though. I mean, the two picks, no touchdowns. I, I mean, he probably ran for one. He's rushing the ball real well, but there, there's no way. I mean, that's never been a recipe uh, uh, for success for a Cam-led team. And good win for yeah, no, yeah, just good win for the Broncos. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Uh, anybody that had McManus on their fantasy team, Ooh, wow, kudos to you for sure. Yeah, if you had him, uh, uh, Bobby and Keel Harry, no catches on two targets. They got to get him more involved. Uh, what's going on with this New England offense? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, time off early in the year, you know, which was unexpected for them, is not always a good thing. You know, like players need rest, obviously later on in the season. And they're a little bit banged up or whatnot, but having that big of a break early on in the season, um, when your timing is not down and you don't have that connection, you know, with your receivers and um, the O line or whatnot, obviously showed um, for the Patriots, which was kind of shocking. I mean, I've, I've, I still thought, you know, by player personnel that they would be able to beat um, completed Denver team right now. That's kind of struggling. So that was a shocking, um, you know, win for Denver to me. But like I said. Um, it just shows that you know that you know that whole COVID thing for um, Cam Newton being out um, doesn't really benefit you early in the season. You know, time off is obviously good for players later in the season when they're a little bit banged up or whatnot. But early in the season, you know, you still don't have your timing down or whatnot. Definitely showed right there. Yeah, uh, definitely in that game. But we can go ahead and go right to the opposite situation with the Tennessee Titans, who have just picked up where they left off, winning 42 to 36. Versus the Houston Texans. Texans fall to one and five. Strong showing from them. Strong showing from uh, the Tennessee offense, and of course that is led by Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry getting 22 rushes, 212 yards, two touchdowns, including the 90-yard touchdown run uh, in, in this game. And, and I mean, he led. This, he did what he was supposed to, and I think they finally have just stuck true to what they know, and and, and that's making sure Derrick Henry gets the ball. Now Ryan Tannehill goes 30 for 41, 364, and four touchdowns. So that's nothing that you know crap on either this houston team just 
they 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 could not keep up with the firepower. Deshaun Watson goes over 300 yards with four touchdowns. And, uh, not probably what they wanted on the ground with David Johnson, only 57 yards on 19 rushes. Will Fuller finally gets involved, which is that's something I think a lot of us has been, have been waiting for to see. You know, a really big game by him. He was targeted 11 times, caught the ball six of those for 123 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Texans to offense is starting to look normal again, but that defense just couldn't keep up with the Titans uh, offense, Bobby. Wow. I mean, you know, Tennessee 5-0 and right now. Um, they got the recipe. I mean, I mean, you got a beast in Derrick Henry. You know, <laughs> what can you say? I mean, they, they, I mean, the guy's a beast, man. I think I tagged you earlier today or yesterday about, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this guy's been a beast ever since he was in high school. Even though he played 1A in Florida, man, he was averaging 327 yards a game in high school. I don't know if you saw that, Wes, but that's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's um, wild. And I think they say he's what has the most 200 yard games in the last three years than anybody has. And I don't know what the stats are or what now, but yeah, he has something uh, like three of them. And, and the rest of the NFL, I think has like a combined four or something like that. Yeah. It's just seeing a big dude like that, you know, the size, I mean, he's the biggest running back in the NFL by me, by all means, like running what 21 point or 22 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I, you don't see a huge guy like that running away from DBs, you know, 94 yards out or whatnot. Um, they're tough. I mean, you know, obviously this is a team that was in the playoffs last year. I think they, what, were in the AFC Championship game, if I, if I remember correctly or whatnot, or the game before that. But, um, I mean, impressive offense, 5-0. and Houston's um, struggling. Uh, great stats, you know, uh, you know Deshaun Watson and um, – you know, I, I still don't think I'm not sold on David Johnson that trade. You know, I don't think that worked out well. Will Fuller definitely got involved. Tennessee's tough, man. I mean, I'm not sold on their defense, but when you get it, when, when you can control the running game like they do right there, you're gonna have a high opportunity to win football games. Yeah, no matter no matter what. And uh, Matt, this defense uh, was definitely off for the uh, Houston Texans. Not not definitely not what JJ Watt wanted to bring on the field and produce. What it, what do they got to do on this defensive side, man? Uh, a lot of work needs to be done. I mean, we all know what, what Bill O'Brien has done to that team on both sides of the ball, giving up a lot of first-round picks and clearly not much production, man. Yes, sir. A lot of work needs to be done on, on the Texans. Uh, yeah, like like Bobby said, I mean, Tennessee 5-0, and wow. Uh, didn't didn't see that coming. Uh, I think the, the Titans, though, I th- we all know what they are, so – they're they're going to be there in the playoffs, and and if if Derrick Henry can keep his health and he's he's putting up 212 yards a game, uh, they're going to be a tough team to to stop. But again, if you force if you can stop that running game, and you force Ryan Tannehill, I know he had a decent passing game, but in crunch time, force him to throw it. He's going to come up, you know, he's going to throw that pick in the playoffs. I, I I just don't see the Titans going all the way this year. Yeah, and that's a familiar thing, I think, with that Titans team. Of uh, It's funny stat, actually, in the last, I think, was it five years? I'm sorry. No, I, I think they were, the, they were the last team in the uh, – no, it was the Texans. I, I apologize. It was the Texans. The Texans are the only team in the AFC South in the last five years, I believe it is, that haven't re- reached the AFC Championship. But uh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, and Tennessee have all reached it. Uh Houston struggling to get there, so we'll see what they do as far as coaching going forward. This Tennessee team, like you said, looks great. Uh, also, uh, one little note, 
they will not be receiving any draft penalties for any violations that may have may or may not have occurred. They're saying nothing really crazy occurred, but there will be fines that will go out uh, to the organization as a as a whole. But other than that, it seems like the Titans are off scot free on the COVID gate, as we would probably call it around here next game cleveland taking a big fat l in a game they really needed to show up for against what's that it was you know they were calling that the game of the week yeah yeah and and it was surely not that uh 38 to 7 pittsburgh just dominates cleveland uh and, and looking at this one in my opinion it just showed that cleveland's not ready to to be that top dog in the division. I mean, they didn't even show up to play. If this was a closer game, I'd be talking really well about this team. Um, but I mean, when you when you're benching your starting quarterback, in, you know, to bring in Case Keenum, that that that's a big problem. That's a glaring problem. Yes, I understand they went against the number one defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I mean, this is a division game. You got to show up and play. There's no excuses in these ones. Big Ben gets it done, 14 for 22, only 162 yards and a touchdown. That's not a lot to do. And they scored 38 points. Uh, the real, all the touchdowns really came from the run game. And James Conner, 101 yards and a touchdown. And Claypool, who's been like their utility guy, uh, he gets a touchdown on the ground, and he also gets 74 yards receiving through the air. Uh, Bobby, this uh, this Pittsburgh team, old school Steelers, seem like they're back. I mean, they're thugs, bro. I mean, that's the style of football they play. Mike Tomlin's, you know, I mean, that's his forte. I mean, he implements that, you know. And he's been doing that, you know, forever since he's been there. Um, they did suffer a big injury, mm-hmm. obviously, with what, Doug and Bush? Yep. If I'm correct. Yep. So, I'm, I'm, uh, torn ACL after the year. Mm-hmm. That's a big yeah. loss for that defense, man. That's a huge that loss. a big loss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bud Dupree had two sacks and two tackles for loss. Um, I mean, you know, they thrive off of the defense. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, dating back to our parents, our fathers and our grandfathers era, you know, I mean, they thrive. I mean, that's what they do. They play defense. Cameron Hayward had, you know, six tackles, tackle for loss. Uh, Obviously, Bud Dupree, a guy I'm really high on, Mm -hmm. had a great game. James Conner looks like he's, you know, getting back into form where he was a year or two ago. Big Ben's not making mistakes. It wasn't sexy numbers. 14 for 22, 162-1. Um, you know, Cleveland, I still think they're pretenders. And I even said that last week in our podcast. If they were going to win this game, then I'd be like, okay, I can start talking a lot about them. But obviously, Pittsburgh showed otherwise. Cleveland's not there yet. Yeah, Matt, speaking of which, Cleveland not there yet. They take out a, a Baker Mayfield late in this game. Receivers, uh, I'm hearing Stephen A. telling the uh, receivers in in Cleveland to get out of there, to ask for a trade. Baker's not that guy. Uh, what do you make of this team? I mean, they are 4-2, and two, Matt, so what do we look at? What are we looking at the Browns at? Are they, you know, a middle-of-the-pack team? Are they still not one of those big-name teams? Are they, they close? What are we looking at? No, I mean, I, I picked Pittsburgh to win this game, mm-hmm. and uh, they did, and not by as much as – I didn't I didn't think they were going to win as, by as much as they did. <laughs> Agreed. And, uh, Mayfield, man, I know he was injured. He's got he's got a rib issue, and, and the Steelers went after that, man. I mean, they, they sacked him four or five times, and I think hit him eight or nine times. So they, they were in his face all game long. It was smart to pull him out. Uh, it, it might be wise to start Keenan for for a game and and let Mayfield heal up. Uh, I it, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, 
you know, jump the ship on Mayfield just yet. I, I definitely finish out the season with him. But yeah, he, he may not be that guy. I mean, in all these big games that that he, he gets an opportunity to prove something, injured or not, you know, you're you're gonna start, you know, you better show show up to win and they they failed time and time again. I I mean I agree with you hundred percent, Matt. And and it's becoming a serious issue of and moving forward, what are they going to do with a four and two record already in the season? Any talks for maybe a top five picker out of the question, which is wild to say considering it's Cleveland, but it's it's the absolute truth. So, you know, if it's not gonna be Mayfield, who will it be? We might talk more about that later. But speaking of teams that show up and play, Baltimore did it again, and they get the win in a closer game than we thought, 28-30. to Baltimore does get it, moving to 5-1. and Philadelphia falling to 1-4-1 and on the season. Carson Wentz goes 21-40, for 40, Matt. Uh, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and Miles Sanders, who is injured now going forward, but they don't know what his uh, future looks like. It sounds like he is out, though, for this upcoming game Thursday night against the Giants. Um but he was averaging 13.1 yard, yards a rush, which really seemed to open things up for Carson Wentz in, in this past game, which we've seen virtually nothing of. Uh, what do you make of Carson Wentz, Matt? Are you still uh, is it are you, is it more a injury thing on this on this offensive team that's been completely decimated, or or Wentz, or a little bit of both? Uh, at the beginning of the season, I, I I was thinking it was Wentz, but watching this Philadelphia team, I mean, they, their their offense is god awful. That he needs help on all or, or all aspects. I mean, offensive line, they need tight end help. Zach Ertz doesn't seem like the same player. Um, I heard rumblings of him maybe not wanting to be there earlier this season. Don't know don't know what's going on with that. And I, I don't think it's Wentz at all at this point. That that line is atrocious. I mean, he threw touch two touchdowns, no picks, but got sacked and, and lost 43 yards. I mean, that you just can't have that. And it, it seems like it's every single week that we're seeing that. Raven, it, it, this game to me tells more about the Ravens than it does the Eagles. I mean, we know what the Eagles are. Oh, at this point. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we I, I showed you guys an interesting stat mm-hmm. that uh, he's had one of the worst ratings I believe in the past three weeks before before this game here, and he played all right, but again only 186 yards. It was mainly the rushing attack. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see Baltimore down the stretch here, and if they can run, you know, rely on that running game the entire time, or if Lamar Jackson can step yeah. up and actually win a game for them. Yeah, and, and Bobby, talk to me about this Ravens defense, man. Uh, twenty-eight points. Do you think? And then twenty-two of them coming in the fourth quarter. Did, did they fall asleep behind the wheel? Well, you know, I'm just looking at that right now, and I actually did watch some of this game. I mean, I mean, this game started off. It was fourteen nothing in the first quarter, seventeen uh, nothing at half, um, twenty-four to six going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, I think you know they pulled the brakes off a little bit. Um, Baltimore drives off their defense, obviously. Um, I don't know. I mean, Lamar, to me, it was just kind of just like one of those games where, you know, Lamar kind of just had his way. I mean, he was 16 for 27 for 186, one touchdown in the air. I mean, he was nine for 108, you know, on the ground, averaging 12 yards a run. I mean, this really wasn't, this really wasn't the game. The score, you know, was definitely a lot closer than what the game was. Um, To be concerned with um, the Ravens defense, uh, I don't think so right now. I mean, obviously you're playing a game like the Eagles. That, like Matt mentioned, um, I mean, I got them in my bottom five right now, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think it's a cause for concern. I mean, we'll see what they, what happens next week. But 
I mean, like I said, this score was a lot closer than what the game was. And Lamar, obviously, I think teams are starting to figure him out a little bit, you know, when it comes to his passing game, the way that he's reading defenses and whatnot, mm-hmm. and that's to be expected. But obviously his run game is his strength, and it, you know, it showed that. I mean, he's going to do that against anybody. But um, I don't think it's really that big of a cause for concern yet. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I'm, I'm starting – I feel like I'm starting to lose confidence in this – this Baltimore team, and I don't know what it is because they're still a damn good football team, and there's no reason for me to. But um, when to me, I'm starting to see the reasons why they're a one and done playoff team. And I, I mean, again, that might be kind of crazy, but I'm we're, I'm starting to poke holes in that team. And, and the more I see, especially against te- games like you know, in games like this where they're really supposed to win, and 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 they do, but not the kind of way you would expect. It's a concern for me. Two teams that are very concerned about their records, the Washington football team and the New York Giants squared off. The Giants get their first win of the year, 20-19, to after Rivera tries to go for a two-point conversion late in the game and is unable to convert. Uh, this Giants team gets a win. I don't really have a whole lot from this game other than the fact that Kyle Allen did get to play the entire game. He went 31 for 42, 280, and two touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Freeman, who I thought would be an impact, was kind of an impact. Daniel Jones, seven rushes for 74 yards on the, the stat-worthy note. And uh, Darius Slayton, an unusually quiet game in a win. Two receptions, 41 yards. Yes, he does get a touchdown. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Any any real notes from this game? <clears throat> no, I think yeah, the, 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 the Washington football team choice to go for the two-point conversion kind of tells you where they're at in this season. Okay. Uh, there's no – I don't care what – I mean, Ron Rivera comes on in, in his uh, weekly press conferences and says, yeah, we're, we're, we're still in it for the division. It's a bad division. You know, we're, we're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Why? What do you mean? They, they're so – they need so much help, and they clearly don't have their quarterback of the future. So that's why they went for two, in my opinion. I think that tells you where they're at. Let's – you know, and I, they didn't that, – the, that play, I don't know if you guys saw it. It was doomed to fail just off the bat before yeah. the ball even was, was hiked. And what ugly game I called that. I, I believe uh, when we were picking these games, uh, I think I called this one and, and said it was going to be a really ugly game, and that's exactly what it was. You Two did. really bad football teams. Two really rough teams. Bobby, any notes? I mean, not really. I didn't watch this game. Uh, I'll be honest with you right now. I think it's just more Ron Rivera trying to figure out, you know, player personnel type thing. Why not go for it? You're not going to playoffs, <laughs> even though you're in the worst division of football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's really nothing there. Just I think Ron Rivera is just trying to figure out. He showed that with the benching of Dwayne Haskins and bringing his guy in. So um, I think they're just trying to figure out where they're at. Um, boring football game. I didn't see any of it. I'm just looking at the stats and just hearing from the great eye that is what it is. There you go. Um, Falcons get their first win of the season. So back-to-back teams with first wins of the season, 42-23 over the Minnesota Vikings, who fall to 1-5. Both these teams with very disappointing records. Both these teams with extremely disappointing records. Matt Ryan does show up and return to what? We know it, know him as 30 for 40, 371, four touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Julio is Julio again, eight receptions, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. 
with a plethora of other receivers getting some touches throughout the game. Hurst, Ridley both also acquiring touchdowns in this game. Vikings, good God, Kirk Cousins, you are looking awful, my friend. 24 for 36, 343, and three touchdowns looks great, but when you tack on three interceptions on the back end of that, it is very ugly. Madison, who was the highly regarded backup coming in for Dalvin Cook, could not get going. 10 rushes for 26 yards, 2.6 average, ain't going to get it done. Justin Jefferson does continue, however, to impress with 166 yards on nine receptions and two touchdowns. Bobby, I'm going to start with you on this one, and uh, Matt, I'll let you obviously finish up. Uh, Falcons get it done. They get a, a good first one of the season, a little confidence booster. Um, but I, uh, with you, I'm more concerned about this Minnesota team. What's going on with Kirk Cousins? They've, they've added to this guy's contract. He's got all the money in the world. What, what are they seeing in this guy right now? Cause he's not doing it for me. He's not doing it for me either, man. I mean, I'm thinking that contract might go down as his best contract in the NFL, man. He even said something publicly, you know, that if I keep doing what I'm doing right now, then I'm gonna lose my job. As you know, and I think he knows that too. Um, Absolutely. Um, obviously, Dalvin Cook didn't play, but even if he did, you know, even the, even the score was forty to twenty-three. I still don't think it was gonna, um, you know, give them the victory. I don't think that would have been a um, deciding factor mm -hmm. by any means. Um, I just, you know, I, I think the Falcons right now, man. I mean, they're just, you know, they're just playing for respect. You know, just like heart for their interim coach right now. Matt Ryan, I mean, great numbers, 30 for 40, 371, four touchdowns. You know, uh, Gurley, you know, really wasn't that effective, but 20 carries, 47 yards. Julio, big day. Julio, Julio. Uh, yeah, yeah, eight, eight for 137, two touchdowns. And we know Julio is that guy. He yeah. can do that. You know, Calvin Ridley's been the one everybody's talking about. Um, still a solid day, six catches, 61 yards for a touchdown. Um, I don't know, man. Um Minnesota, Minnesota is one of those shocking teams right now that I think I had them actually winning the NFC North, and they're sitting at one of five right now. And um, Atlanta, good win, needed win for the fans, and um, good win for the interim coach. I can see Atlanta right now. You know that that's a confidence booster. I can see them possibly, you know, going on a little bit of a run. I'm not going to say they're going to go win the division or go to the playoffs or anything. I think a lot of people are playing for you know, their jobs and respect right now. Definitely in Atlanta, 100%. Matt, uh, your team gets its first win of the season. Uh, and Bobby said a lot of fans are happy about that, but in reality, are you happy about that? And talk to us a little bit about the trade rumors going on around in Atlanta. Yeah, I think the trade rumors can go ahead and calm down. I mean, I think everybody, if you really know football, I'm pretty sure you know what Matt Ryan's contract looks like right now. Uh, $40 million cap hit. I don't think anybody's in, in still two, three years left on that deal. Yeah, I don't think anybody's just going to be simply, and we're not going to let him go for no third rounder or any even a second. It ain't, that ain't happening. So that I don't see. Uh, and then the Julio, same thing as well. I mean, his con he's he's one of the top three, four paid receivers in the league. Uh, it's, and he's also on the back, you know, the wrong side of 30 there. So uh, I don't really see it happening. If, if, if one does go, I would see Julio being the first one to go, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, with this game here, uh, kind of surprised me. Uh this is what I thought our team would look like most of the year. I mean, that was a really bad game, uh, you know, played by the, the Vikings. Some they, some of those players just look completely disinterested uh, in playing for that team. And, yeah, Kirk Cousins had those three touchdowns, but that was all pretty much in gar garbage time, two of those. 
Um, three first half picks. One of them was a deflection. I don't really blame that on him, but the other two were tight, tightly contested throws. You know, Atlanta's next three games, I mean, I'm just saying here, uh, are the Lions, the Panthers, and the Broncos. I mean, those are three three winnable games. I mean, I know we just played the Panthers uh, before the Vikings here and got beat pretty handedly, but <sighs> times are changing. Uh, I like Raheem Morris. I don't know if he's going to end up being the, the Falcons head coach long term, but I, I do hope he stays around. The players seem to, to really, really like to play for that guy. Let me see, can I can I just say this right now? Oh, yeah. NFL are the best one and five team football, best one and five football team in the NFL, hands down. I would have never thought they would be in this situation during this, you know, six games in the season. Going from, going from one of the best one and five teams in the in the league to one of the worst. The Jags take the loss, 16 to 34, versus the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions absolutely thumped Jacksonville in their home. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 19 for 31, 223, a touchdown and a pick. But DeAndre Stewart finally gets going out of that running back position as the rookie. 14 carries, 116 yards, and two touchdowns, 8.3 average. Adrian Peterson getting 40 yards and a touchdown as well. Galladay over 100 yards receiving on four receptions. Uh, Bobby, Detroit team, they're 2-3. and three. Is this realistically a good team, or did they just play a bad team? You know what? They're the best 2-3 and three football team. Oh, you man. Know? <laughs> yeah, I'm down with you right now, man. I mean, if you look at this team, though, like, I mean, I watched this whole game, to be honest with you. I mean, that was at the 1 o'clock slot. My buddy uh, Evan, we're going to have on. I mean, we were talking about that. He wants to get on the show. Huge Detroit boy. Moved down here five years ago. Sterling Heights, Michigan, right outside of Detroit. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, they're, I mean, Detroit's uh, one of those teams, man. Like, even when they lose or whatnot, they're always going to – fight and battle, but they find a way to lose. I've always said that. Um, Stafford definitely is not the long-term for them. Um, like you said, 223 and one touchdown. DeAndre Sith had a very decent game or whatnot. Um, Minshew, you know, I mean, 25 for 44, 243, one. Just Jax right now is kind of depleted, man. I mean, there's just, you know, they, uh, I, I don't know if it's coaching right now. I think a lot of people I've been hearing whispers from a lot of my Jazz fans that I work with that, you know, they want to erase the whole coaching staff or whatnot. Keenan Cole obviously showed up, though. I mean, I really like this guy a lot. Six catches, 143 yards. You know, uh, Shark was a guy. I think they were keying on him, which left it open for Cole. I'll be honest with you, West, right now, man. I thought, I thought the Jazz were going to have a better showing this year right now. Um, yeah. It's a tough season for you guys, Matt. Yeah, no, really, really tough. I I thought you guys would definitely put more, more of a fight up than this. Uh, I mean, I had you guys losing by three. I really thought, I mean, wow. I did not see this coming. DeAndre Swift. um, Finally, he's put a couple games together here where it seems like he he might be starting to to prove himself. Only Galladay, 105 yards. You know, he's a solid receiver. I do like Keelan Cole. I think he's a he's a guy that you want on your team for sure. Um, not, yeah, not really too sure what's going on. I, I really thought the the Jacksonville offense would be doing a lot better under Jay Gruden. I don't know if it's an offensive line issue. You know, I haven't paid too much attention to that. Wes, you would be able to tell tell us more on that end. But uh, Detroit, I don't know about being the best two and three team in the league. I'd have to go through and pick, uh, but. Much needed win for Detroit. 
Um, that's pretty much it on that one. Yeah, Wes, that, what you, go Wes, ahead. Wes, obviously, you're going to take note on this game right here real quick, though. But I want you to talk about a little bit about um, Jacksonville's defense, though, because, you know, Jacksonville's always been known as a defensive football team or whatnot. Obviously, yeah. like looking up and down their roster right now, you know, there's a lot of names that are not familiar with there has been in the past. And we can accept the fact that, you know, the offense with a new quarterback and all that. But I, I, I see more defensive issues right now than I do offensive issues, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, so in the last, say, uh, I don't know, 20 years, we've had a pretty consistently bad offense with the exception that we were we we come out of the AFC Central for those don't that haven't really watched you know football unless they caught it after 2002 we played in this old AFC Central which was a big run first defensive division it just was you had Marshall Falk when he was with the Colts in that division you had Fred Taylor you had Jerome Bettis and then you had all those teams with their nasty defenses and uh, that's how we've always played football, even with Brunel, with the exception of the few years with McCardell and Smith, obviously, uh, in the late 90s. But that's pre-2000. So, um, like, you know, I'm used to that. But what I'm not used to is having a, a really bad defense, and that's all it's been this year. And uh, I, I, I'm not one to usually go after coaches really quick. Um, but this is this is a coaching issue uh, post game. Marone talks about um, uh, he said look as long as I'm here our uh, Todd Wash the defensive coordinator he will not be fired uh, that's a red flag for me because you're allowing 34 points to a Detroit team uh, you have Gardner Minshew who's out there completely inaccurate uh, the defense is missing some pieces obviously we're in a rebuilding phase on that defense I understand that but I don't think Wash understands that, and that's the problem. The fact of the matter is is that you don't have as ferocious of a front four as you used to have. Um, Ngakwe, Campbell, they're not coming back. They are gone, even with Fowler. Uh, all three of them are gone, and, and they're doing their own things in other places. Uh, you can't afford to sit a, a couple cornerbacks back in coverage and hope everything works out because nobody's getting home, and that's the problem. A team that versus the Cincinnati Bengals where they had been the most sacked team in the league, Jacksonville couldn't compile one sack against um it, it's just that front four is not getting there Dwayne Smoot's a nice piece Taven Bryan was starting to come into his own when he had Campbell on the other side that was taking double teams away from him yes he was coming into his own and I see some good hits this year and but it, it's that's not like not going to be it Miles Jack's not 100% uh, ankle issues CJ Henderson's not right uh Trey Herndon who's the opposite cornerback he's not an answer he's too small uh, he, he's a, he's a rough, he likes to play rough, which is great, but it, it usually bites him in the ass more than it helps him. Um, he lose DJ Hayden, which is a big leader on that defensive side. You have unstable safeties. Um, I mean, I can go all day. I can go all day with how bad this defense is right now. The only really good pieces right now, in my opinion, are when they're healthy is Schobert, Jack and Henderson. Um, and, and we've seen some nice. Um, some nice things out of, out, of, out of Sidney Jones, who came off the practice squad, the former Eagle. He's been pretty nice stepping in for DJ uh, Hayden. But, uh, yeah, this defense is garbage. Uh, they can't – they couldn't stop a, the draft, like a, a win draft. Uh, it's it's ugly in the offense when the offense is, and dare I say, borderline as bad, if not worse, than having Bortles at quarterback right now because Minshew's just not getting it done. I've watched these games. I didn't get to catch this one, unfortunately, but – I know what happened. It was a bunch of underneath throws. 
Uh, once you got down late in the game, Keelan Cole got involved and got a bunch of catches. You can see DJ Chark has 14 targets. I know the guy can catch the ball, so that means they're being thrown not inaccurately. LaVisca Chenault, seven attempts, three receptions. You know what, though? I mean, think about this, though. Like, within the last year and a half, maybe two max, you lose Ngakwe, Calais Campbell, um, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, uh, Dante Fowlers, you know? I mean, all these top AJ guys. Boye. Leonard AJ Leonard Fournette. AJ Fournette. I'm, I'm just thinking first-round picks as well. I mean, all these guys are gone. I mean, you all were just uh, – see, you, you, the Jaguars are – Cats are out there making plays. These cats are out there starting for other teams right now. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and, yeah, and the Jaguars are a, a little bit like the Falcons on that defense because, you know, we, we had that one or two drafts where, yeah, we had Grady Jarrett. Deion Jones, Keanu Neal, Ricardo, you know, we had all these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, a bunch of them have been have had serious injuries at this point. You guys have traded everybody. You know, we were in the Super Bowl the year before y'all went to the AFC Championship. Y'all, and then what what has happened? It's insane. Uh, it just shows you the parody again in the NFL. You just don't know what the hell you're going to get from week to week or year to year. Yeah, and – it, right now, at, at this point, it, nope. it, I had this conversation, and I, I think it was Matt with a couple of our buddies in the group chat, and he asked uh, our buddy Logan asked us, uh, you know, what what do I think about the front office and all that? And you know, I will give Caldwell credit; he has drafted some damn good players, and like you guys just named off a bunch of them, you know, that that are in different locations now, and that's that was great that he could draft those players. But the fact of the matter is, nobody's getting past the rookie contract, and that's where the problem is. I, you can go into any Jags form, and their one biggest issue is the retain being able to retain people. And I understand the Ramsey situation, how much they were off there. You know, I, I get that, you know, you got to kind of stand firm with one person, but it went from one to another to another to another. You got to pay somebody. Somebody's got to get paid so they can be your vocal leader on this team, and none of them did. And, and so now you have players like DJ Chark having to lead the way, you know, three years in, and he's already talking about how he's starting to get frustrated. And it just it goes through the whole franchise, and it's ugly. And we need uh, I want youth really at the at the coaching position now. I, I need some innovative stuff going on, stuff I haven't seen in Jacksonville before. And I think they should retain Keenan McCardell as the wide receiver coach there. I think he's done a fantastic job. But other than that, everyone else, bye. I mean, what have you done for me lately? Nothing. And I'm not impressed with any of them. And I understand the McCardell looks like kind of a favoritism thing, but it's not. I mean, like you said, Keelan Cole's out there catching everything. You know, all these players are doing great when the ball is accurately thrown to them, and that seems to be the problem. And just to tell you, Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, um, Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, Garner Minshew. That's that. That's is, it, is it a is it a is it offensive line thing? Is he getting hit? Is it is it court and and not necessarily sacked, but you also have to look at the QB hits. I believe well, that's that and pressures that you have to look at. That and pressures. Um, and, and to an extent, no, it seems to get out of hand late in the game or when Minshew's holding on to the ball too much, and that's becoming a bigger and bigger problem. I mean, you look at last week; they only allowed one sack on. And that was Trey Flowers who got the sack. Um, but other than that, it was a relatively pretty good job by that offense. The offensive line, I, for once in my life, is not, actually not the problem. It's Minshew holding on to the ball too long and not being uh, sure of himself. But, you know, we, we've stuck on this team long enough right now. Jacksonville is second right now in regards to draft slot picks, only behind the Jets, who have currently the number one overall pick. Bengals almost get a win versus the Colts. The Colts come flying back late in this game. I was ready to already call Phillip Rivers 
out for, you know, blowing this game, but they come back and get it done, putting up 21 points in the second quarter and getting a win, 31-27. Phillip Rivers, 371 yards, three three touchdowns, one interception. Jonathan Taylor, five yards of rush. I don't think they're utilizing him enough, in my opinion, but I'll hear what you guys have to say here in just a second. And Bengals, Joe Burrow, 25 for 39, 313, no touchdowns. Uh, Mixon gets some damage done on the ground. Bernard gets his touchdown. Burrow does get one on the ground. Um Matt, is this a is this ND team a contender or, or I mean I'm I mean I, what I see right now is what I used to see when the San Diego Chargers were around and that was they do good until the playoffs come and they're going to be kind of a one and done thing. Yeah, I mean that they're, they're kind of that wild card kind of team for sure. Uh looks like they're definitely going to probably win that division there. Tennessee but, also. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's Tennessee. Yeah, now Tennessee's going to win that. So yeah, again, wild card team for sure other than then we have the expanded expanded playoffs too mm-hmm. so god only knows what's gonna happen but yeah indies indies that yeah with philip rivers yeah you like you said you have that same feeling with the chargers and i get that same feeling uh again yeah like you actually wes again you said it too jonathan taylor i think they need to u- utilize him a little bit more i know that they were down and that's probably why they didn't get the uh he didn't get as many carries but he also had a few receptions for Four receptions for what 55 yards. So he did do uh, some damage in the passing game as well. Joe Burrow looked pretty good. That that interception was pretty bad though. That was that was a really bad throw. Had that rushing touchdown. Not bad though, man. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a good quarterback once he gets some help, man. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Bobby, I kind of agree with Matt on this. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm a Joe Burrow fan. Obviously, you know, he's, you know, got thrown to the Wolves since day one. Not bad, 25 to 39, 313. No touchdowns, interception. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, he played, you know, solid football, obviously. Um, Indy's a better football team. Uh, to me, Indianapolis has one of the better offensive lines, you know, in uh, football. I mean, I predict them to win this game. Obviously, the Bengals made it a little bit close. I mean, they're a team right now that's, the Bengals are trying to find their identity um, with a rookie quarterback. Um, didn't see much of this. Obviously, uh, you know, the Colts didn't have four and two since he had one, four and one. I'm pretty good at this, though. I think Indy, you know, deserved to win the game. Not sold on Phillip Rivers, even though he had a good day. 371, three touchdowns. That's it. Well, I'm going to lead you right into the next one, Bobby. Uh not really ready to believe in uh, in Indianapolis. Are we ready to believe in Chicago yet? As they get the 23 to 16 win over the Carolina Panthers, moving to five and one on the season, continuing to win. Nick Foles goes 23 for 39, 198, and a touchdown. Nagy after the game saying, you know, I understand these games aren't big, impressive wins, but they're wins nonetheless. And they're a five and one team right now, Bobby. So I'm gonna start with you, and then as soon as you finish, Bobby, go ahead, and Matt. I'm gonna let you pick up right after him. But Bobby, talk to me about the Chicago team. Um. I'm kind of liking the Chicago team a little bit right now. I mean, you know, they're a defensive-minded football team. They're playing, you know, really good football. They're sitting here at 5-1. and one. Hold on. Let me go back to this right here. Um, I think Foles, you know, I mean, Foles, you know, it's going to take a few weeks for him. It took a few weeks for him to get back into his groove or whatnot to where he's been. Obviously, this guy went to the Super Bowl. So, um, they have a great defense, obviously. I mean, they're a very powerful defense. Um just going down there, you know, I mean, I love Rokon Smith out of Georgia. 
you know, their linebacker. I mean, to me, he's going to be the next guy. He might end up being the highest paid linebacker when he signs his contract in two years, when his rookie contract is up, has seven tackles, uh, a tackle for loss or whatnot. Um, not a big, not a lot of big names. Obviously, you got Cleo Mack, who had a sack and two tackles for loss or whatnot. Um, Carolina. I'm a fan of Carolina. I think Teddy Bridgewater is doing well over there with them. They're sitting at three and three right now. They're battling, you know. I don't know when McCaffrey's getting back. Does anybody know? I, I don't have a timetable right now, as he far as I can out. tell. Yeah, he's, uh, he's I don't know if he's out for the. Is he out for the year? No, that I do know. He's not out for the year. Okay. Yeah, but uh, somebody just uh, got put on um, IR for um, with a high ankle sprain. I'm not sure who it was, but I'll let you guys know here when I think about it and look it up. But uh, Bears five and one, Carolina three and three. That was a good football game. I mean, hard nose. You know, two tough defenses. I like the Bears right now, man. I'll be honest with you. After the showing that the Packers, you know, when they got, you know, against Tampa, Bears are playing good football right now, man. Matt, I hate this Chicago Bears team, man. <laughs> I, I sent this text message all uh, yes, on did. Sunday, man. Yes, I did. hate this. I hate this Chicago Bears team. They're ugly, man. They are ugly, but God damn it, are they are they five and one right now? I, I can't stand it. The first three games of the year, they should have lost every single one of them. But they, but they, look, they are what their record says they are. That's They're five exactly and one right. right now, mainly off their defense. Clearly, yeah, Nick Foles is. You already know what he is, man. He's he's okay. He's not the greatest quarterback of all time. Never will be. He's he's a solid guy, but uh, I just can't stand this team, man. They win so ugly. Uh, Panthers kind of showed what they they really are. You know, you shut down their running game and, and make Teddy Bridgewater throw, throw the ball downfield, and he can't do that very well. So, Yeah, I mean, Matt, I got to give it up to Matt Nagney, so, you know, yeah. the head coach. I mean, he's got them boys playing ball right now. He does. Oh, he, and, he's playing for, and he's playing for his job, too. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's been there for, what, a, a couple, two, three years? This is, what, his third year now? Um, so, yeah, no, he, he's definitely playing for his job. And, yeah, again, he's 5-1. and one. I don't. I don't. I think they're they're fakers, five, man. Five one, man. I would never. I don't think any of us predict they'd be five one right now. Dude, we're we're the, like you said. We're the we're the worst one in five team. The Bears are the worst five and one team in the NFL. So the By Bears. Far. Exactly. 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 By far. So we'll West, see. West, West, what are you thinking about the what, what are you thinking about the Bears though? I want to hear what you think. Man. Look, as soon as they got Nick Foles, I was hoping for the worst. I mean, like, it, it sucks when you see a player that you paid so much money to walk out your door and go somewhere else and then go 5-1. and one. You know how annoying that is and how many times I've seen that, which is only, the only thing that keeps me alive right now. And I'm sorry, it's true. Hate me for it if you want to because I'm a hater. But the bright spot is my day is seeing that the Vikings are 1-5 with Ngakwe over there with the pay cut, man. Hey, Call hey, it what hey, it is. Hey, hey, Call hey, it what hey, it hey, is. Hey. The only other team I can hate a little bit more right now is the Rams, and that's for one year until we finish off that last draft pick. I want them to do as bad as possible, but they're doing too damn good. It is what it is. But, man, I picked Chicago to win. I was the only one that picked Chicago to win. I, I do believe in this team as much as I hate to say it. Uh, they're a middle-of-the-road team in every statistical category, which just makes it an anomaly in itself that they're 5-1. and one. But, hey, here we are. Um, Nagy's coaching. It, it, this All you can look at at the end of the day is this is just good coaching. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Good plays, the right time being made by the right people. You have great receiver. 
uh, and Allen Robinson. Uh, this, I mean, another Jaguar performing, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's so, what yeah. is, man, another Jaguar. Hey, what, what, what the Jaguars could have been, man, if uh, they just didn't do dump shows here in the last three years. Yep, you know? yep. And more the reason to bring in a, a new regime. But, hey, that's a different game. Let's talk about this game I didn't think I'd be so excited to talk about, and that's the Jets getting smashed by the Dolphins 24 to nothing. I'm only going to talk about one player on the Jets just because I respect that player. Other than that, I have nothing to say about that team until they fire Gase. Uh, and that is Frank Gore had 11 rushes for 46 yards and a 4.2 average. That's all I really got on them. But the Dolphins, yeah. okay, so the Dolphins get their win. Um, Bobby, your boy Gaskin, looking impressive. Uh, Fitzpatrick goes 18 for 27, 191, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Does get them to their win. We got two a time. Finally, he comes out, goes two for two for nine yards. Just a little, a little preview. And uh, after the field, the whole everybody was sharing uh, him sitting on where he made his first pass and kind of just taking it all in, which is cool. Uh, but he is now their starter coming uh, next week. They have a bye week. And after that, he will be the starter for the Miami Dolphins going forward. This is a really weird time for me to see them make this move. And I wanted to talk to you guys about this all day. And I've kind of refrained from it because I wanted to save it for the podcast. But, um, yeah, this might, I mean, this might go like I, I don't I, I think this is a really bad move man I, I just think it's a bad move I think the timing is terrible um I I, I mean you're going you're, you're basically you're setting him up against the Rams so he's going to go against Jalen uh first week of the season and Aaron Donald you know that's his first game I mean you couldn't have gave him this Jets game if you're going to do that I understand the bye week two weeks of preparation Marcus, Marcus I, I get it and all that. That's a, you're yeah. you're setting him up for failure and what happens if he fails and you have to put Fitzpatrick back in I have no doubt that Fitzpatrick can go right back in the game but you're killing it's confidence killer is what it is and I, and I just I think the timing's bad and I, Matt I, I want to hear your opinion first talk to me about this what how do you feel about this decision no, I'm right there with you. I think it's way too early. I, I this caught me off guard. So I, off guard. Way off guard. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Uh, he came in and just because he got a loud reception, uh, you know, what do you mean? Yeah. I think he needed to sit the rest of the year. The the year's a wasted year for the Dolphins in the long run. Anyway, I don't care what what the hell the record is or anything else. Um, yeah, completely caught me off guard. I I think it's a bad decision. They, they, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I, I think that's actually one of the best quarterbacks to learn from. Yes. Is he yes. going to tell you to go out there, you know what? I agree. It is what it is, man. You go out there, and if you love the game, and if you and if this kid is talented, you know, if two is as talented as we all have seen in college and, and it translates to the NFL, um, it, it, Ryan Fitzpatrick's the guy. He's the guy to teach you. I yes. think that's awesome. And, I, yeah, again, I – and man, uh, Gaskin, uh, Bobby, uh, I tried to pick him up and you stole him from me. Um, you, somehow you beat me in the waiver wire, even you know, though I'm like you know, the last I'm thing. Talk that about boys, man, man. You know, I'm going to talk about Gaskin's Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, you man, know, my yeah, boy. Yeah, you're going to talk about Buda Baker. I know that. No oh, man was yeah, talking. We're going to talk about him later. Game, yep. I can't wait to get to that game. But yeah, Dolphins, man. But, no, it's no, crazy, right, crazy to me. Ahead, no, you're right, Matt, though, man. I mean, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I think we're all on board on this decision. Yeah, I think it's insane, man. Yep. All right. So definitely a, a wild decision, to say the least, about this Miami team. Three, think, eight, you know three and three, second got, in the division. I, I think it was a perfect situation 
that two is sitting in right now. Like you can't ask for a perfect situation for a rookie quarterback coming in off a major injury in college football. Things are going well for Miami. Like I knew eventually, and I think everybody knew that he was eventually going to get that job. Yeah. I didn't think it was not this early. soon. Not and, this soon, and not as, in my opinion, not as. Free free right yeah, now. they're ahead of the. They're ahead of the. They're ahead of the fucking. Um, Patriots, Patriots yeah. They're, they're, they're they're like, so it's now like, oh, hey, now, yeah, now that we're in, the, like, you know, trying to win the division, uh, hey, yeah, go ahead, rookie, go out here and try to do this. Yeah, here now, you know, that we're yeah. fighting for this. Were, like, whoa, gonna it, whoa. If they were going to do it, they should have done last week against the Jets. Exactly. Not, Not to mention, this guy's coming off a devastating college injury, and I know it's been a while, but still, he's and you're going to put him against Aaron Donald, who's pushing multiple linemen over on their ass. I mean – it's gonna I, be like Aaron. It's gonna right. be like our Alex Smith, and you're gonna cringe the first time he gets hit. Exactly. You, you got an elite secondary with, and you're gonna laugh when I say this, but with uh, Marcus Peters and Taylor Rapp, two mm-hmm. Dub boys, the secondary. So like, <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a good situation. There. No, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. So we'll see how this plays out for it's him. It's going to go one or two ways. It's going to go one or two ways. It's either going to go really, really well, and or devastatingly bad. And know something, or it's going to be really bad. Sp- yep. Speaking of really bad, it was really bad for Green Bay. Green Bay gets up early on on Tampa, ten nothing, and then this game completely flipped. Tampa dominates. Green Bay does not score another point. Tampa wins 38-10. to Aaron Rodgers goes 16 for 35, 160 yards, two picks, both his first two on the season, one of those being a pick six. Tom Brady, uh, 17 for 27, 166 yards and two touchdowns. They had him shut down late in the game and had Gabbert come in and finish it. Ronald Jones, impressive. He is going to make Leonard Fournette pry that position away from him. Uh, 300-yard games this season, two touchdowns, all of them back-to-back-to-back. Uh, Gronk gets his touchdown, 78 yards, first touchdown in two years for him. Uh, this was a really bad, bad game from Green Bay, and I watched a lot of this, and I was shocked at every single bit of it. I'm gonna go ahead and start with you, Matt, since you picked Tampa to win this game. Let's see, let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see it being like this. I saw it definitely more being of a shootout kind of type of game. But wow, I think this was. Tampa Bay's best and Green Bay's worst. This is that that's all that, that this was. I mean, this they they started out 10-0, you know, right off the bat, and then and then Aaron Rodgers threw that pick six and literally right Dude, after I've that. I've never seen momentum switch like that in my whole life. Yeah. I've never and, seen. Uh, it. Yeah. And so yeah, like I said, that was that was Green Bay's worst, and that's the that's that's the Tampa Bay team that I've been fearing. That, that's the, that's exactly the team that I've been scared. I did not want to see that. Uh, that team scares me if that offense is clicking like that and, and you got Gronkowski back over there uh, spiking the ball and, and doing his thing and everything like that. So, wow. Uh, didn't see, yeah. didn't see that, 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 that score coming, but damn. Yeah. Bobby, that, uh, that, the Tampa Bay defense, man, they're giving Aaron Rodgers problems all day. And they talked about that during the cast uh, that, you know, Rodgers has had this season a lot of time to just be in the pocket and just kind of do his thing. This one he didn't, and it really showed. Sue, getting in Aaron Rodgers' head too, man. 
Did you see that one play, man, where uh, Brady was rolling out right? He threw the pass, and 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 um, Sue just literally he didn't even hit him with his pass with his hands and threw him like five yards away yep. or whatnot. Yep. That Sue does. Um, there were bullies all game, man. I mean, um, you know, I mean, last week they suffered a huge injury or two weeks ago with um, Vita Vea. Yes. You know, out for the year. You know, a dominant nose guard that they have or whatnot, but. I'll be honest with you, man. I was really shocked on this. I think I'm not even taking the Packers to win this you game. Uh, I did Dang. not see this game being this lopsided. Um, I mean, you can never count Brady out, obviously. But to me, I think the uh, biggest factor of this game, though, was um, Chris Godwin coming back. You know, I mean, he didn't, you know, light up the scoreboard or whatnot, but he did have five catches for 48 yards. Gronkowski, obviously, you know, got his five for 78 and a touchdown. It's Tom Brady, you know. Uh, you can never count him out, man. I, I counted his ass out like five years ago, you know. So <laughs> I, I truly believe that the, the Packers were going to definitely win this game, man, at four and one. Okay. And um, and then now you see, you know, isn't, isn't that funny how like one week can just totally change your whole mindset of like who's going to be the top dogs in certain divisions mm-hmm. and what? But the way that the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers looked. They look dangerous. Impressive they, win. They look dangerous indeed. And uh, another key injury in this game, David Bakhtiari, uh, the offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers, their best by far goes out early in this game with a chest injury. We'll see what is what he is like uh, for, for next week. But, uh, yeah, that, that's a big injury for their offensive line. We'll see what goes, goes on. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I still have a lot of belief in this team. I think – they're going to lose a game. Let's go ahead and lose that game now. We'll reset and go from there. Rodgers is no longer perfect in the inter- touchdown interception thing, so we can kind of come back down to earth on that. So I'm still big on this Green Bay team, but I, I'm it's starting. It. I'm starting it's to fear. I'm starting to fear it's going to be another one of those 11 and 5, 13 and 3 Packers teams that goes out early in the playoffs, and that that's what's got me concerned. Rams take a loss to the beat up 49ers, 24 to 16. This was a surprising one for me. I I really believed, and all three of us believed that the Rams were going to win in this one, uh, but that that was just not the case as the offense just never really got going to their best power of what we're used to. I guess 19 for 38, golf, two touchdowns. One interception. They really just couldn't finish. A lot of punts in this game. Um, unimpressive. Unimpressive. When you have Johnny Hacker, who's a damn good punter, punting six times on this offense, that's a problem. Uh, it looks like Robert Woods didn't get involved. I mean, Robert Woods got 10 passes thrown his way, only catches four for 29 yards and a touchdown. That's that's a problem. Henderson looked good, though. He had uh, 88 yards on six uh, on 14 rushes, a 16, uh, 6.3 average, excuse me. He looked impressive. Jimmy G looks good. Three touchdowns, no picks. Mostert looks like he's heading back for IR, so McKinnon looks to get more reps yep. there. Uh, Kittle, I, beast. Kittle's a beast. Uh, 109 yards. Yeah, first game back, too. Yep. After injury. So uh, it's such a big difference he makes when he's out there. Ayuk gets a touchdown. Samuel gets a touchdown. Bobby, talk to me. Um, Shocking win, I'll be honest with you. Right now, I mean, you know, good rebound for San Fran yeah. after the shit show they had last week. Um, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy got best last week, didn't he? Or yeah, if I'm they, well, they benched he... they benched him. They said because of the high ankle sprain. They said it, 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 the game was so out of out of reach that they there was no point in even leaving him in. So that seemed to be the big thing. Yeah. And and he looked comfortable in the pocket. And they talked about it a lot during this game. He seemed to look a lot more comfortable. Yeah, twenty three for thirty three, two sixty eight, three touchdowns. I mean, that's a hell of a game. Uh, most starts solid. 
but unfortunately, you know, that's, you know, the wind can, you know, be soured on upon, you know, him. Apparently, they're putting him on the IR right now. I don't know what the IR, reg- you know, the regulations are with that, but he's going to be out for some time or whatnot. But, uh, and obviously, Kittle coming back, seven catches, 190 yards and touchdown. Defense played really well uh, for a depleted San Francisco 49er team. That's a good win for them, man. Yeah. I mean, they needed that. I didn't expect that at all because um, the Rams are obviously a tough football team, but hell of a win for the 49ers, man. Good for them. Matt, any final notes on this game? Yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, Bobby, yeah, Kittle's been back for, for a couple of weeks now. He, he had a homecoming. Uh, hold on one second here. I think this was his first first week back, though. Uh, my bad. Hold on one second here. I, yeah, I just had like a power surge. The whole house went down I, for a my second. Dad, my dad was so excited. He had him in our fantasy league. He's like, man, Kittle's finally back. <laughs> yeah, and he had an impressive showing, leading the leading the fantasy league again. As anyway, well. go ahead, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know Technical what the hell just happened. There. My whole house just had a power surge, but uh, you know, we're good. We're good. Um, but yeah, no, th- that game in general, th- th- I, you know, I-, I didn't see, I think I picked up, Ra- yeah, I did pick the, the Rams to, to win this game. Yep. And yeah, Garoppolo went off. I didn't see that coming. Mozart. Yeah. I guess he's, yeah, you guys said he's on IR. He's I mean, heading that way. So you got the three, six or season end. So we'll see. And I think uh, Coleman should be coming back, I believe, in the next couple of weeks here. So they do have him coming back, and they do still have McKinnon. Is McKinnon McKinnon still in there, McKinnon's right? McKinnon's their, their guy now, yep. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, not a good, I mean, division, I mean, great game, honestly. I don't know if you guys actually even watched that game, but I, I caught, I you know, quite I a bit it, of it. And yeah. It was actually a pretty solid game. Yeah. It was back and forth. Your game. Yep, excellent game. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move into our Monday Nighters. First first game, uh, the 5 o'clock showing. I know you guys caught it. I caught none of it because I was at work. Um, the Chiefs going to Chief, and they got the win done 26-17 over the Buffalo Bills. The Bills drop another game, but against a very good team. Mahomes looking very impressive, 21 for 26, 225, and two touchdowns. Edwards Hilaire um is the starter it seems and i believe andy reed confirmed that as well he is the starter Le'Veon will be the backup but uh it, and for good reason clyde edwards hilaire 26 rushes 161 yards is a damn good day uh kelsey two touchdowns he did have a fumble in this game that he lost um bobby you just said it first you caught every bit of it talk to us what a good football game man Man, I'll tell you what, though. I love this Clyde Edwards Hilaire kid, man, as a rookie. I mean, 26 carries, 161 yards, averaging 6.2. And um, I'm a huge fan of Buffalo, too. I mean, I said that since day one. We were doing our predictions. Um, I love Josh Allen. Um, what a good football game. I mean, this, I mean, this game, you know, could have gone down to the end. I don't know if you guys are watching the one now, but Hilaire, you know, apparently fumbled, you know, there with, like, Three minutes left in the game, they called it a non-fumble. His knee was down, which it was, but just a well hard-fought game right there. Um, I'll be honest with you guys right now, though. Like with Kansas City, I expect a little bit more, you know, because obviously coming off being Super Bowl champs, I expect a lot more from them. And I'm not saying I'm not giving anything away from Buffalo's defense and the team of Buffalo, whatnot, but 
I'm not I'm not all there right now with um, Kansas City. I mean, Mahomes seems like he's backing off a little bit, Matt, like you were talking about, you know, the stats with Lamar Jackson and whatnot. I think teams are starting to figure him out a little bit. A lot of weapons there and whatnot, but it was a great football game. Buffalo, to me, is definitely a contender. Um, great football game to watch. Um, Hilaire, great, great. I mean, he had a career high, what, 165 yards, 23 carries or something like that? 26, I mean, 161. Amp- right, yeah. So, um, great football game. I mean, Casey got it done. I mean, as people expected. Um, great game. Both, yep. team, both, 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 both teams are, uh, I think both both those teams are going to be playoff teams. Without Obviously a doubt. Can, I think Buffalo is going to be a playoff team this year too. Agreed. Agreed, Matt. You know, uh, this Buffalo team seems to be having an issue in the run department. Sure, Josh Allen can run up a whole bunch, but we've seen in Baltimore that, that that does not always work, and in this case it didn't. Josh Allen just did not look right in this game at all, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think this game, you know, the Chiefs controlled this game. From the get-go, I think the the score is a lot closer than than anything else. I, I watched, you know, I was flipping back and forth between all the games here, and if you look at the score, I mean, they were up twenty-three to ten, and then uh, the Bills had had a late touchdown with like six and a half minutes to go to make it twenty-three seventeen. Uh, and then not fumble. They could have won the game off that, but it was not fumble. Well, yeah, I mean that that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. I I think the the, the running game by the Chiefs. I mean that. I think. I mean Pat Pat Mahomes was twenty one for twenty six with two touchdowns. I mean he did his thing. I think the, the running game was phenomenal, and they just controlled most of the game. And that's that's even scarier to me. So. I don't think I th- I'm on the opposite of Bobby on that. I-, I think I think that's that's something else that you have to look out for. I think the Chiefs that just shows how how dynamic they are. They can flip it. They can go either way. It doesn't matter. And and I'm glad you said that, Matt, because I think I, I agree with both of you in, in a little bit. I, I of course I always expect to see a lot out of KC because they are the defending Super Bowl champs and they're a very impressive team at that. But I agree with Matt on on the same thing is that that, that is a scary thing when you don't need Mahomes really to win those games. And what I think Andy Reid's doing right now, by the way, this was the most rushing yards Andy Reid has had as a head coach with any team ever. And that includes those Philadelphia teams with Westbrook and McNabb and all of them. So that was an interesting stat to me. That really stuck out to me. I think what Andy Reid is doing right now is I think they're playing with a tight playbook, and I think he's trying to find different ways to win. Look, there's no doubt that this team's going to win this division. I know the Raiders are looking very impressive, but they're not on the same level as KC. I understand they beat them. I totally get it. But the, to, to go through the entire NFL season and continue that high level of consistency is what I need to see. And I'm, I I – We'll see with the Raiders. We'll see. But I know what I've seen out of KC, and I know that they can do it. So I'm not worried about them at all. What I want to yep. see is how much this playbook opens up as we get closer to the offseason and then uh, to the postseason, excuse me. And then I really am going to be excited to see this this uh, Kansas City team because I know there's a lot of stuff we don't even know about yet. Bobby, you know all about it. There's a lot of plays you can see throughout the season, Matt. You know it too. Yeah, well, just a little tidbit on this right here, though. I was kind of disappointed, though, because I expected a little bit more out of Sammy Watkins and um, – uh, Stephon Diggs, you know, you know, well, I think didn't uh, Sammy Diggs, go down. I think Sammy went down in this game. Sammy did go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Stefan Diggs, you know, when he was playing for Minnesota though, he was always playing the outside receiver when I, 
now he's like they made a, a point to say that he's playing the slot or whatnot, going across the middle and doing this and that. Um, but I mean, I just don't see a hundred percent effort from him at the time. He's Ooh, the yeah, person. there was a bad play in that game. I saw. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off there, but yeah. so I mean, I mean, the players are there right there for the Bills. I'm a huge fan of Allen. I liked him when he was at Wyoming at the quarterback. I thought he was deserving of a first round pick or whatnot. Um, I just think there are a few uh, players away, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. But um, those are game though. But it's really good to see Buffalo, you know, competing and you know, and um, I think they're going to be a team that's going to have a shot and have East over there. And it was AFC East. We'll see. A competing team they are. A team that did not compete was the Dallas Cowboys in the 38-10 L that they took to that that Arizona Cardinals team. Now, if I tell you your your quarterback was going 9 for 24 for 188 yards and you get the win, 38-10, you'd probably look at me a little bit weird, but that's exactly what happened. Kyler Murray goes 9 for 24, 188, two touchdowns, no picks. Drake goes off. Kenyon Drake goes wild. 20 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns. Christian Kirk had a fantastic game. Wide open on a couple routes. I mean, ridiculous. Nobody in the vicinity. Two touchdowns, two big ones for him. D-Hop does his thing. Larry got a little more involved than, than I'm used to seeing, which made me happy. I always like to see him get his touches, but man, Matt, I'm going to start with you, and obviously we're going to go to Bobby. Bo- uh, I'm Bobby, I have a question I'm going to ask you right off the bat, so Matt, once you're finished, yeah. I'm going to pick it right back up, but Matt, talk to us about this game. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that Kirk Cut touch, that, that bomb pass, I saw, I dude. was like, dude. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. oh dude. Shut up. That was awesome. That was awesome. They shut us out. Oh, yeah. But, nah, mainly this game was about uh, Kenyon Drake, man. Wow. This dude, beast mode pretty much, man. I mean, he went off. And then, I mean, I know he had that 69-yard touchdown. But other than that, I mean, he still had then, if you take that out, he still had 19 carries for for pretty much, what, 98 yards there. Mm -hmm. So, still did really well. You know, Kyler Murley, dude is – so fast, dude! It's insane how how quick how how twitchy he is, and it, yeah, dude, it, it, it's insane. He he's way faster and twitchier than Michael Vick ever was, and Dallas, dude, what what the hell is going on there? I mean, I know their defense isn't isn't good, but I thought Andy Dalton was going to be able to do something with that offense, and wow, it, it looked real bad. I actually, I, I I'm I'm more interested to. To hear what Bobby's got to say, and you already know. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake had nothing to do with the fucking Cowboys losing tonight. Oh, yeah, and, and that's where I'm going to. That's yeah, where I'm going to. to Here, you already know what I'm getting ready to ask you, Bobby. Bobby, what the hell is going on with Zeke? What in the hell is happening? Why is he fumbling like that? He is not a fumbler, and he just. Uh, the first one he fumbles okay, and then the second one he's obviously hanging onto the ball too tight, and it pops out like a pressure cooker. I mean, like, go ahead, man. Go. I'm ready to listen. I mean, I mean hey, hey, and I'm going to say his name a couple times when I talk right now. Hey, Buda Baker, yes, man, hell of a play. There it is. The first one. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I think it, take the fucking sleeves off, dude. Like, bro, you got the sleeves on? That's not that. But you know what? It's mental. To me, Ezekiel Elliott is all mental. The guy is like, and I'll be honest, I love the guy. I truly still believe he's the most – He's the best running back in the NFL when he's on his game. I don't know what it is, man. It's all mental right now. 
he's not a mentally stable human being as much as a lot of other people are. So, um, and it's getting to his head. Did you hear what he said today? After he's like, I take the loss on myself, you know, I, I take the loss. You know, he's fumbled four times. And last year he fumbled four. He's already done four this year. Um, West, uh, offensive line too. You know, I mean, like we have Tyron Smith, Leo Collins. Martin uh, goes out. Frederick Earth Center. And, um, uh, our guard um, out of Notre Dame got hurt last night too. Mm-hmm. So, like we're playing with a depleted offensive line, but that's not an excuse though. To me, right now, it's all coaching, bro, and it's all mental. It's all mental and it's all coaching on this program right here. Well, that's we the have way too much talent, man. I, I don't know what's going on, man. Well, yeah, talk to on. me about the uh, discontent. They're talking about these coaches pretty, uh, pretty bad. You know, they just aren't doing their jobs. Or an anonymous player tells somebody from NFL Network, um, they're not getting us well, ready. The preparation's terrible. And McCarthy was just up there saying he thought that they had been more prepared for this game than they had been for any other game this season. So, what the hell? That made me laugh. Like. If that's how you prepare for a game when you get fucking blown out like that, bro, you're not doing your job right. I mean, and on top of that, we're, this is an Arizona Cardinal team that all three of us have agreed we're not sure of yet. We're really not sure that what this team is yet. I mean, they're still figuring themselves out, I think. And and to fall that flat and with, with an obvious opportunity to take advantage of a division that's completely a, a wreck. I mean, you're talking right. two and four Dallas is still the division leaders right now. Right, right. And I did not predict Dallas to win this game. Nor did I. I, I. Losing, you know, but not in this fashion. No. By any means. No, I, I'm. That was a horrible performance. Like, I don't know what's going on with Zeke right now. He's, to me, he's like Kiki Barber was 10 years ago with his fumbling issue. You know what I mean? Um. Obviously, I didn't expect, I'm not blaming any of this on Andy Dalton by any means. You know, he only had one week first team reps during practice. All right, I get it. They came on. He looked good late in the game or whatnot. Bro, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I mean, they played a really good team. Don't get me wrong. And I'm going to make you all laugh right now. Um, I truly believe that the secondary of the Arizona Cardinals were Buda Baker. Buda Baker. Dr. Murphy. Like, I'm not going to lie to you right now. Buda Baker, if you want last night, and I've talked to a lot of people and I've seen it on Twitter or whatnot. He's the reason why he just got paid the highest player, uh, highest salary and safety in the NFL. He was out there playing 100 miles an hour, had a sack, interception, forced fumble with Zeke, 12 tackles, eight solo. Like, bro, he's a stud. Byron Murphy, another boy out there. I'm frustrated, man. I mean, Hey man, I'm telling you right now. If my name was Buddha, Buddha, Buddha Baker, I'd be something too, man. I'd, I'd be, I'd be the greatest of something. Bro, I swear bro, to man, God, bro. I swear. Did you see that one when he's coming off the edge when he put Dalton like he? Yo, like, he fished, He tackled him just yeah. like yo, that's a hunter, bro. He he nah he's an animal for real dude he he's insane that that's a that's a that's a football it's, player man that's a football player Wes, right there and Wes if you're on Twitter everybody Tyron Matthew even oh, yeah. uh, uh Sanders Sanders oh, 
He played one of the best games I've ever seen in my life as a safety. Dude, he was fantastic. I mean, and you know, as much as we go joking around, because me and Matt were having a ball last night every time you brought up Buda Baker, we were just laughing our asses off. I mean, you're you're damn right, though. I mean, every, he was completely involved in every aspect of that defense, man. He was all over the place. He had a fantastic game. I agree with you 100%. 100%. I mean, it's uh, – but, I mean, going going with the, uh, the Cowboys right now, man, uh, bro, it's got to be coaching, man. I mean – Everybody knows the talent that they have on the team right now. You know, with the receivers, CD Lane. You know what killed us was Michael Gallup right there at the end of the first half, mm-hmm. right there. Or Dalton threw a perfect pass right in his half, and he dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been 21 to 10. Yep. 21 to 10. We get the ball in the second half. Um, I, I want to go ahead and, and bring up and bring up Buda Baker's stats here. This is just uh, off ESPN here. Seven tackles. They were all solo. All him. All, all of the tackles were just him. One of them was a sack, which was a tack, clearly a tackle for loss. He had a pass deflection and then uh, two two quarterback hits. And then, yes. He also had an interception and a forced fumble. And he, he, he forced that fumble on Zeke. Yep. You know, Zeke's first fumble. Yeah. And he was in the backfield. He had a sack, too. He had a sack, too. Did you see that interception? Yeah, yeah, no, he said, yeah, he had the sack, yeah. and then he, yeah, and then he had the interception. Yeah, the yeah, the interception. 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 Yeah, the I get the offensive line's decimated. I get there's issues with defense, but uh, you got to go out there. In a division where one win gets you in the conversation for a division leader, you got to be doing better than two and four. I I, I really am not going to honor this division in the playoffs. If if one of these teams get past the wild card round, I'll be stunned. Whoever wins this division and right that, now. That, you know what? Isn't that crazy that we're still in first place in the yeah. fucking NFC? You know, right me, me and Matt are in two divisions where they you know have teams that are – either undefeated or close to undefeated we're in the nfc east we're t- <laughs> we're still pretty happy with ourselves one in five ain't so bad anymore you know <laughs> hey bobby what do you think about uh randy gregory being removed from the commissioner's exempt list and he's, he's actually going to be eligible to play this, this sunday you know what the way our defense is right now come on bro <laughs> You're looking for any any kind of boost right now. You're looking for any kind of boost then. Hey, hey, I tell I tell a lot of people right now, man. Our best defensive player on our team is a guy that didn't play for five years, Alan Smith, who's going to be comeback player of the year possibly right now. I don't know about that. Yeah, Alex already, Smith you know stepped what? on the field. I, we already know they're going to be even yeah. regardless if that's all that Alex Smith does. I think we already yeah. know. No, any other no year, offense. I'd agree. Any other year, yeah, I'd any agree. Any other year, I definitely agree. It's going to be close, I'm just man. Right now. Actually, I'll, you know what? I'll, he could. Hey, he could sneak it and, and get it. No, no, I'm not going to say he's going to be. But you know what? No, I'm going to say that he's actually probably our best. He's been the most productive defensive player on our team this year, Alan Smith, the guy out of the year for five years. I'm not saying he's going to win comeback player of the year, but he's actually playing the best ball out of anybody on our defense. That That's I think, how bad it is. I think we can all agree on that 100%. Let's uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, the, uh, and then also just real quick, I want to touch on, I, I just I heard on ESPN earlier as well, that uh, there's a pretty good chance that with the Washington football team remains – with that name for the the next season, whenever that begins in 2021. 
I wonder if they're gonna if that's like they're gonna be. I think if they that's should. Gonna be I, I mean, I think they should and just like, get yourself a generic good. animal mascot and call it a day. I mean, that a lot of the people that I've talked to, Matt, you can speak more for this than I can or Bobby can right now. But a lot of people that I've talked to actually like the name. So. I do too. I do. I I, I can dig it. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it too, man. Like I, I have no problem with them keeping that name. I think that's perfect, honestly. And. You're done. You know, <laughs> that's all you need, man. I, I think I think it's sticking. So we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. I think they're going to hold off until a rebrand until they start actually showing signs of life. Because right now it's losing to an 0-5 Giants team really doesn't really spark ingenuity at picking a new uh, a new mascot or a new new team essentially. Hey man, we had a pretty damn good week in picks last week. Matt, you were six and freaking oh in, in locks, dude. So kudos to you. Uh, I took a lock on the only one o'clock game I got wrong, and that was New England and Bobby. Uh, while you did miss your book it segment, you did get Miami with your locks. So me and you were both four and two. Matt, like I said, you're six and oh on our locks in the season. Uh, you both went nine and five in picks. I went eleven and three. So Bobby, right now you are in third place, fifty six thirty four and one. Uh, I'm, uh, Matt, you are in second, 57, 33 and one, and I am holding down the four right now in the lead by three games, 60, 30 and one. So, uh, you know, still really close in our pick. It seems like, you know, our first season, we were like that too. We were extremely close all the way until the end. And then Bobby kind of pulled away from us at the end of the year last year. So he's got some making up to do, but we'll see what happens with that. Fans, I got, hey, I go got, ahead. hey, I got you guys. I got you guys right where I want you. That's right. That's right, Bobby. That's what I like to hear. Uh, hey, our top five uh, in fantasy, we have a new guy in the top five. Uh, out goes uh, who did we have? I can't remember. We had one of somebody else in the top five, but Bobby, you snuck back in. You're in fifth place at three and three, tied with Fantasy first. Rick. Yeah, tied with Fantasy Rick, aka Sawyer, at three and three. Uh, West Downs Fredericksburg football team is four and two, as well as me, Chark Week, four and two. Uh, Robbie does lose his top position, but still holds the second place down at four and two with Dak Lives Matter. And Bobby, you just said it, your pops. Takes back the division lead somewhere he's been very familiar with all year. Five and one on the year, and I gotta go get some next week. So this is gonna be a big matchup, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, man. I you know this season's going really well. I think uh, you got to Matt. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you. I've never seen a player. Uh, I've never seen a team. Excuse me, a fantasy team that's so decimated by injuries like you. You've really been hit hard this year. I've given up. I've given up in that league, man. I, I, I'm done. I don't even know what else to do. I've put up messages. I'll trade, trade people. I mean, I'm willing to do whatever. And then, of course, I was so tired of Matt Ryan and the Falcons that I let him go, and, and only to pick up Ben Roethlisberger. You know, only for Ben to throw 166 yards and a touchdown, and Matt Ryan to throw for what 350 plus or whatever it was, and four touchdowns and no picks. I mean. It's awesome, man. This is a great. It's been a great year in uh, the extra point fantasy league. I'm out twenty bucks, man. <laughs> God, right. hey, 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 it's not over yet, bro. It's, it's not over yet. Season is young. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matt, we uh, tomorrow we're gonna obviously do our game picks. We're gonna do our locks, bookie with Bobby, all that jazz. But you got somebody coming on tomorrow. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, man. I got uh, I got my boy uh, Jared Richardson. He's he'll be jumping on. He's a Cowboys fan, so him and Bobby. Will, uh, can can rap about that, and uh, oh man, this this guy's hilarious, man. This guy's hilarious. So yeah, I mean, and he's gonna he's gonna hey, he's he's gonna be he's gonna tell you the truth. 
She's gonna tell That's you what I want to hear. I don't need another yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I I like to stick yeah. with the the cow the real Cowboys fans. I got Bobby and and Robbie, man. They're they're my guys because they're honest about their team. So I got need a guy that's honest about these Cowboys. I'm not gonna blow smoke up this. We're everywhere. We're worldwide, baby. <laughs> yeah, all righty. Oh, he's a West Virginia boy too, so uh, he, uh, maybe maybe uh, y'all can talk some uh, some West Virginia stuff too. Maybe a little bit of college. Uh, he, he's big. He's a big college football fan too. So. All right. Well, we got that and a bunch more coming tomorrow for Bobby and uh, Matt. I'm Wes. This has been the extra point. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Uh, peace.